It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Today's topic is going to be interesting, and I hope some of you will call in and share your memories and your experiences with synchronicity or deja vu. The call-in number is 646-595-3584. I was hoping that I would have Bob here today because I think he's back from Egypt and all of his tours, but I also believe that he may have gotten ill while he was gone. And so as a consequence, he, he's in a recuperation phase. Plus, for those of you who have traveled um, anywhere going around the earth, the, um, is it called jet lag, is horrific. It takes a little bit of time to get adjusted. So it looks like it's going to be me this morning, and ideally it's going to be you. You and me, once again, 646 595 this has been a tiring time for me. I'm looking out the window in my beautiful new house, which I have to tell you, I think I've said before, God brought to me. I'm looking out at the noisy road in front, because when you look behind, you think you're in the middle of the country, and when you look in front, you hear all oh, this traffic, traffic, traffic. Any of you who are addicted like I am to that uh, HGTV will know that uh, road noise sometimes will dissuade a person from a choice. Inside the house itself, for the most part, it's not an issue, but I have this little um, office that's down in the front of the house by the garage, and so I think it was intended to be uh, an exercise room, (laughs) but knowing me, I better have the exercise closer to me or I'll walk right by it with the door closed. So uh, if you hear the rush of traffic, just remember that that's like life. That's like life rushing around us. The chaos, just the constant tension to close the door and suffocate inside in yourself or alternatively to go out and make them stop all that traffic. And I have given consideration to both. On, on one occasion, I thought, well, maybe I should contact the sheriff. I think that would make a pretty penny out here catching all these people who cannot possibly be going 25 miles an hour. Then I stepped back and I thought, whoa, what do we know here? Excuse me, I'm going to call. <coughs> Maybe I should just close it up. Well, you know what, folks? Those are kind of life choices that we all faced on a fairly constant basis. Being able to stay content and at solace Capturing whatever beauty the moment affords is definitely a challenge. You'll hear me use words to talk about challenge often, and that is one challenge that I think we as humans have. How can Mara ask me to stay peaceful when there's so much chaos going on around me? I have to join it. I have to do something about it. And fact of the matter is, you don't. All you have to do is rest in peace. All you have to do is act like you're the grandfather sitting in the corner watching everyone run around. And think and stay at peace and ask for guidance on what your next And take a moment to capture and look at the beauty of the trees or something that's sitting on your desk during a particularly stressful telephone conversation. I had a compliment given to me the other day, and I didn't even realize it, but I take it as a compliment. That person said that when I get upset, when the chaos around me pushes me to the point where I decide I'm going to step in, ah, Confession, my friends, we all step in. We all step into the chaos. And then 
unfortunately, we get a next minute to start over. Uh, but when those times come to me, this person told me that I tend to get calmer. That is my normal demeanor. Ah. I try to step back and listen and regroup and ask myself questions. Those are the challenges that we face. So what do you do when you're in a moment of chaos? When the cars are rushing around you and the noise is more than you think you can stand? Do you decide to stand up and shout and add to the noise? Or do you say, thank you, love, for being with me? Guide me in my next right step. Guide me in my next right step. Thank you for the lessons of this moment. Please reveal them to me. My friends, I dare to suggest that if you can learn to step past chaos, that will work to your benefit in every phase of your life. It will work to your benefit with your children. Yesterday, my little baby's, um, my niece, who's now a young woman, brought her little baby, so I guess he's kind of my little grand-nephew or something, I think. Uh, I'm his aunt, I know that. And um, if anyone knows, call me, 646-595-3584. In any event, he, he was there, and he was touching the stove, and as uh, I live in Northern California, and right now the heat was pretty hot, so there wasn't a lot going on in the stove. But if I let him touch the stove when it's cool, then how's he going to know when it's hot? So I wanted to tell him it was a no-no. And in the past, I would go, no, 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 no. It's very vigorous, very negative, pulling out negative energy. And instead, I said, I touched his little hand, and instead of thinking of hitting his hand, I held it in my own, and I said, no, 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 no. And literally, I did the last little silliness, huh? (laughs) And then, of course, being a little kid that he is, he would reach up and touch again, and I would grab his hand, and I would pull it down, and oh, his hand was so small. What a wonderful opportunity, my friends, we have to teach our children what just a glorious, glorious opportunity we have to teach them peace in our lives by responding to them with passion and compassion and patience. No, no. Not allowing myself to get up in the, caught up in the fear of what may happen or might happen if he kept touching, but instead making it clear he couldn't. If you can learn to not allow yourself to rush into the chaos of the traffic jam, you will have greater peace in your life with your partners, your spouses, your family, your friends. They will turn to you and and ask for your advice, which you should give grudgingly because everyone needs to make their own life choices. But in the process of their turning to you, it is showing you the value of staying in peace. Now, I want to repeat this for those who have checked in late. I'm not saying to you, nor do I expect you, to be at peace all times, in all ways. It's just not possible. It's truly not possible because we are human beings and we deal with our human human features. And one of those is that we have a great, great combination of fear going on in our lives. And we want to contain and control that. We want to let it go to the universe. And this seems like as good a time as any for us to begin the process of preparing to center ourselves. And we will once again use Bob's um, introduction. I had a wonderful song that I had planned to play, and I am spending a moment here looking for it because I like Bob's exercise. And we're going to use Om Shante during the exercise today behind us. It's by Terry Oldfield, Om Shante. And I'd like for all of you, if you could, 
here past the rumbling trucks. <laughs> I hope those aren't picked up. But if they are, let's hear past them and let's find a comfortable spot where we can put our feet into a place or a posture that is just perfect for you. For me, that posture is with my feet flat on the ground. But it can be anything. It can have your feet twisted and turned up toward the skies in the lotus position. It can be laying down, although, as I've warned in the past, you may fall asleep. But that's okay, too. Your dreams will be with love, with God. For those of you who are new to our program, we refer to God as love on this program. And I hope you try it a little bit. Just try it for today. You don't need to make a lifetime commitment to love. You don't have to make a lifetime commitment to that word. But if you try it, you may find that it softens your view of things, your ideas about the events that are going on around you. It reminds you of the message of Jesus that love, love is what awaits us. It's man who has taken that message and created us and them camps. But I'm not asking you to not believe as you believe, my friends. Whatever path takes you, Whatever path gives you peace, whatever name you call God, whether it's love or Allah, Yahweh, the great spirit, the eternal one, the infinite mystery, whatever word you use, we thank you for joining us today at this appointed time with God, and we thank you for the blessings that you bring to those around you. Because when you leave this time where you've allowed yourself to emerge and transfuse with God's love, when you leave this time, you will be better able to show love to others. You will be more at peace with yourself. And loving yourself is the first step. Now, I want to be clear to you as we're getting ourselves into this comfortable position that you don't need me to do this. You don't have to listen to this program on Sundays or the program on Friday. All you have to do is step back and now let's do it together. Take three deep breaths. Three deep breaths. Excuse me. Breathing in as though you've got a nose in the sole of your feet. Let's pull that breath in and pull it up. Pull it up through your body. Pull it up. Pull it up. Feel your body aligning and know that you are never, never, never alone. You are always all one with God, with love. All you have to do is call on Yahweh. All you have to do is say, Allah, I am here. I am here with you. And you are. This is not a journey that ends with death, but it is a journey that you can live every day, knowing that you are valued and special enough to be with love. Always. Blow your air out. Some people say amen when they blow out. Some say om. Om. Let's pull one more breath in. And blowing out. centers you and is a signal to 
your body that you are now ready to receive God. Love. You are now ready to open yourself up. For those of you who have ever done that fateful walk down the aisle at church when they've had the call to the altar, this is the call to the altar. And it's yours. You can do it when you're driving in the car. When you can do it, when you feel the disease of life trying to pull you into the chaos. You simply breathe. Three deep breaths. Focus your mind on love. And move forward. Now, as we've now aerated or oxygenated our bodies, let us begin our breathing exercise. And I'd like for you to extend your breaths and use as long a breath as you can. As you're breathing in, breathing in, breathing in, and then blowing out. Follow the breath into your belly with your mind's eye. Feel your abdomen go in and out. Do this until you know that your breath is deep. Until you begin to feel something wondrous happening around you. a little hypersensitivity at times to realize and to believe that that wondrous feeling is a product of your giving your soul oxygen and your being one with love. Now, imagine your heart as a lovely lotus flower white with 12 shiny petals Gently watch in your mind's eye as one by one the petals open. Count them as they open, one to twelve. And with each number, see and feel the petal open and your heart open. When you reach 12, notice that the flower has opened fully. And that coming from the center of that flower is a beautiful, wondrous, golden light. This is love energy. Feel it stream out and surround you. Side to side. From your feet to the top of your head. Breathing, you feel surrounded with a gentle golden light of love energy. Now feel this energy reach out in and fill the room. Imagine the room around you is full of golden light coming from you. Love energy, spirit energy. And feel it reach out into the world and fill the air with a soft golden light. Look around you, my friends. See the beautiful light energy all around you, around everything. The light spreads and touches all things. People. Imagine the people that you love. Imagine them infused in this golden light of love coming from you. Send them that love. Think of those most significant to you and those least. Imagine them walking by you in a line and as they walk by, 
you simply send out loving energy until they glow. Imagine yourself walking down the street and everyone you see, whether you know them or not, you send love, loving, kind energy. You are love. See the light coming from the plants. Look at them. Look at the plants that are in your house. Look at the window. Go out to the window and look out. See the trees and see them sparkling in the light of life today. And share your love, your light with them and take their light back into you. Pull it in and feel yourself being loved and valued and enough. Feel it. Infuse yourself with it. Treasure it. Value it. And value nature around you. These beautiful, beautiful plants. Look at the ground and see that it is not just brown or black, but instead that there's a glistening component to it. Look at the grass. Each blade sparkles in its own right. Look at the animals around you. Imagine these animals filled with love and love them. Imagine bodies of water Imagine the lakes and the rivers and the oceans glistening with love's energy. And now let us send this glistening love energy all the way around the globe. Let us construct in our mind's eye right now that geographic lesson as we flow east and west at the same time, coming to merge back where you are going to act like you're in Kansas, and so we're going to send love energy out with your right hand to Japan, to China, to Australia, to Hawaii. It's going past Russia. It's starting to come around, and it's meeting the light energy that's coming out from your left arm that is going around, and if I use the same arm, you know what I mean, your other arm is coming around now. As you can see Europe glistening and the Eiffel Tower glistening with love energy from you. Love energy. You can see Africa shining luminescently. You can see the Middle East having a break in the hostilities for a minute, imbued, totally covered in your love. all of the countries all around our beautiful global planet suffused shining bright in love you my friends are all of this you are all things you are part of all inhabitants of all part of inhabitants of all countries. You are part of all that is. And that knowledge can give you such happiness because it begins to tear away at the fear of not being enough and know that you're a part of all. It begins to make it, it easier be kind, to be loving, to be sensitive. Because you don't have to be afraid that people think that's soft and negative, but instead embrace it as positive. Your heart is open and you belong to the world in love at this moment. You are love and in love with all things.
bring into this prayerful meditation the chant, I am the light. I am the light. I belong to the world in love. So let's do that together three times. I am the light. I am the light. I belong to the world in love. I am the light. I am the light. I belong to the world in love. I am the light. I am the light. I belong to the world in love. Yes, you do. Bless each and every one of you, my friends, and I salute your inner divinity. Namaste. That's what that word means. I salute your inner divinity. What a lovely word. What a lovely way to greet and depart from people. So today's topic is one about synchronicity or deja vu. I believe the word synchronicity was actually created by a psychologist, and I'm here on the Internet, and I can probably check that and talk, which is a scary thought, but I can. And I believe it might have been Carl Jung. And for me, I call synchronicity folds in time. It's this sense that suddenly... Everything makes sense at at a precise moment. It's where two or more events occur in such a manner that they are causally, they appear to be related, but they aren't. They add meaning to each other, but they don't. The definition I pulled up is, rather complicated, but it says the concept does not question or compete with the notion of them being caused by the same thing. Instead, it maintains that just as events may be grouped by cause, they may also be grouped by their meaning. In order to be synchronistic, the events must be related to one another temporally in a way to rule out direct causation. In other words, and it was Gustav Jung. Wow, that makes me happy. Uh, It's where two things happen at the same time. Um, When we were children, perhaps, we called them bread and butter. Were you and your friend, for one moment, said exactly the same word in exactly the same way for the exactly the same event? And there's no way you could have done that, except that it was synchronicity. Or where you send, in today's fast-paced world, uh, some people like to call them coincidences, by the way, to me, it's different than coincidences because coincidences are something that occur as a result of chance. Synchronicity, I believe, occurs as a result of divine action. So you and your friend each decide to wake up in the morning and send each other an email at exactly the same time. That day you were meant to be messengers for each other. Or you pick up the telephone. Or you decide to take a trip to some place and your friend decides to take exactly the same trip. I've got to get back to my switchboard, but I do want to invite you to call in and let's talk about synchronicity. 646-595-3584. Carl Jung coined the word to describe what he calls, and I'm reading here, temporarily coincident occurrences of a causal, a causal event, meaning events that cannot be caused by the same thing. He calls them meaningful coincidences. I step away from that, but it is the idea that it's a product of what they call the collective unconscious. Oh, don't we have to science? We have to make everything so scientific, my friends. Why not just say, God's working in our lives? Wow, huh? God is working in our lives. 
so that he reconnects us. He puts us in a position where we are thinking alike, even if only for a moment. And in doing that, affirms our unique value to each other. Synchronicity. The other topic that happens, and I don't know how often synchronistic events occur. For some people, they occur all the time. I find that I will um, be at home and I'll think, I wonder where my... um... No, I'll think... Today I'm going to get in the mail, and I do. Any of you ever do that? Today I'm going to get in the mail a letter, and it's there. Or if I open my email, which I didn't do today, had I opened my email, I might very well have seen an email from Bob telling me what happened in Europe and that he wasn't going to be here this morning, which would be interesting. And there are times when I wake up, and I'm going to say, you've got mail. mail. Yep, there it goes. You've got mail. We're going to look to see if there's anything here from uh, Bob. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Nope. We were not on his mind, but that doesn't mean anything because I just, if I'm looking here, my friends, I have 88 emails. I don't think that I w- went in here yesterday. So um, I would suggest that. Bob, we are not in Bob's thought at this moment. That doesn't mean we won't be later. But I did get a reminder to do this show. But that's synchronicity, my friends. Um, my um, Another example of synchronicity is I, I happen to do some private consulting work as well as work in my public job with my employer's approval. And I will suddenly one morning I will wake up and I think, hmm, Mike is going to call me. And he does. Or, I better check my voice messages. I think I missed a call from Juliet. And I did. It's part of the collective unconscious. The fact that life goes on around each and every one of us without us touching bases with the reality that we are connected So it's really not freaky, and it's really not scary, and it certainly isn't weird. It's simply that I'm a part of Mike, and I'm a part of Juliet, and I'm a part of everything. And I'm a part of the man who delivers my mail, and I'm a part of the energy that runs the Internet. And for some reason, we're able periodically, in given time, to parse out that. In other words, we're able to separate the collective into the particle And in the process of making that connection, that divine connection, we have a revelation. Now, people often are encouraged to just treat that as some sort of mystical event and forget it. But I'm going to encourage you to pay attention to those events because what happens, my friends, is it reminds you who you are. It reminds you of your value. And I'm going to read the passage from the, uh, pardon me, I'm going to read the passage from Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You that really is right on point with this entire process because this collective consciousness, this awakening, even though sometimes it's of mundane human events, is God, love, talking to us reminding us that we are all one, we are all connected, and it helps us love. It helps us love because if we can imagine that we are all enough and we are all special to God, then it makes it harder to deny some people food. It makes it harder to hoard money and things. It makes it harder to be less loving. And the passage is the third passage in the book. It would be day three. For those of you who want to go back in the archives and and listen, we've done day three twice. So the first time would probably be sometime in January 2008, and the second time was about 13 weeks ago. 
Coincidences are opportunities waiting to happen. Listen to your intuition. Intuition is your soul signaling you. Feel that part of the divine one residing in you and listen. It's a reminder that everything matters. Now, the other topic today that I was wanting to talk about, and I may ask Bob if we can expand this topic in the next week also, is deja vu. Now, they're all both, they're both connected, but they're different. We're talking about time standing still. Time standing still. Now, Einstein believed that all time occurred at one time. So that's, that is basically the thesis that supports people trying to do the uh, time machines and things of that nature is because theoretically all time occurs now. So the past in 1899 is occurring somewhere right now. And the um, past in Jesus' time is occurring right now. And the past in Mohammed's time is occurring right now. And the Jews are being led out of Egypt by Moses right now. Wow. Actually, they weren't led out of Egypt by Moses. They had the exodus. Maybe they were. I'm, I'm really embarrassed that I can't answer that question right now. But the bottom line is right now. Yeah, they were led out of Egypt by Moses. That's where we got the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are being created right now. Right now. Wow. That's a little bit hard to understand. It would explain both deja vu and synchronicity, though, if one could open their mind to the idea that time may not be in this linear timeline that we've all imagined, but instead an up-and-down thing. I'm not espousing it one way or the other, because quite frankly, I don't care. Excuse me for being that blunt, but it's wonderful that Einstein took time to tell us what it's all about, but it doesn't matter to me. My life is not going to be different because of it. But what that knowledge did enable in me was to be more sensitive to deja vu. Deja vu, a sense of having experienced something before. Now, many people will come into a room and they'll say, I've been in this room before. Some people will come into a place and say, I've been in this place before, but they don't know when. Well, that kind of brings us to the idea of soul's journeys. That's how the Hindus explain it. Reincarnation. And I'm not sure that I necessarily believe that we wouldn't want to return to this human experience where we get to come back to back, face to face, with anti-love and embrace love. Feel the wonderful, glistening energy of love. Do you know that if you think of Jesus as Christ, as love, every time we say the word anti-Christ, we would substitute love. It would be anti love and certainly anti-love has historically been a component of the human spirit there's always been these caste systems and some people who believe that they are closer to God than others there have been feudal times which according to the theory of relativity I probably don't have that exactly right would be occurring and so you might go into a feudal village and you can remember having been there as the master or as the slave. You can go to the Pantheon in Rome and recall being there as a servant or as a goddess. 
you can go to um, Russia, to Siberia, and remember being there as a taskmaster or as a prisoner. You can go to just about any place, my friends. Whether Jews were burned there, gypsies killed, no matter what happened at Auschwitz, many people who go are moved. And now let's put the two concepts together, my friends. We choose where to go because of a divine plan to ignite memories in our being, in our soul, to remind us of love and why we are here, what we are doing here. So how do we take synchronicity? How do we take deja vu moments? They are reminders, just like everything else that we experience, of who we can be if we take the time to say, love, why am I feeling as I feel now? So those who go to Auschwitz and are moved beyond all belief, they can come back and tell the story of being moved. They can come back and recount the horrors that they read about, but they know cellularly that there's something more. That is both synchronicity and deja vu at the same time. You can go to the bookstore and decide as you're looking through all of the titles, that you're going to pick a particular book. And it may seem like casual reading. I engage in a lot of casual reading. But even with that casual reading, my friends, there's a message for you. That's synchronicity. That message is so amazing is you will take and put into yourself increasing the fiber of who you are and then you will be in a situation synchronicity again where that message is of value to you you have gained a piece of knowledge that works for you you are more because of every life experience you have. And there are times when the life experiences are designed to help you understand a lesson that is coming to you. Whether it's being somewhere where you've already seen or felt the emotions of the place from a different perspective, or it's reading a book where the message feels so familiar. And the fact that those events are coming into your life are synchronicity. And the fact that you will use the experience and the knowledge that you have gained from that in the future, in another time, another moment, is synchronicity. Divine One, thank you. Thank you for providing us lessons in the form that we can embrace and learn to be more, to be all that we can be by opening ourselves to the idea that there is a divine plan and that there are markings on that plan, whether they be markings rising from synchronicity where we just happen to be or think or do something 
that a counter move is made that matches? Or they be the product of deja vu, where we just have a meaningful experience because we feel historically a connection to a place. In the past, divine plan was used to describe a structured society where some had more than others, and that that was, quote, by divine right. My friends, we are in a time of anti-love. We have been in this time for a long time. We are nearing the end of that time. It is time for us to rise up and be revolutionaries of love. To encourage people to be more than they feel they can be or they are. To support those who do not have. Knowing that everyone has a right to survive. We turn so much thought to the idea that Hitler could have been aborted by his mother, but wasn't. And we look at the effect on the world. Shouldn't we turn, which was negative. But by the way, I don't believe God hates Hitler. Hitler's a soul. Hitler came and agreed to show all this negative behavior to a bunch of, and he was insane, to a bunch of very sane people. And those sane people chose to follow him. Sane people chose to follow him out of fear and needing to prove that they were more, that they were enough. The message is simple, my friends. It's coming through from many messengers. You are enough. And my friends, everyone on this planet is enough to deserve to be treated with love and care, to have food and shelter. And those people, my friends, have the right to have the most commodious resource we have, love, given to them. And with love comes other resources. Because how do we know that valuable souls that can mark the planet in untold ways aren't waiting now for a cup of rice? So when you believe you're enough, it makes it easier to share with others. When you let go of your fear that you're not going to have enough and you begin manifesting love for others, then you are taking all of the life lessons, whether they are learned through synchronicity and behavior that where you're connected with other people, where you happen to stop in to listen to this program today, that's synchronicity. Or they arise because you have been placed in positions where you have felt the energy of the place in a different time or in the same time or in a future time. And from that, there is an energy, a message for you that you can open your mind to. Time stops still. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Time stops still, waiting for you to remember because you are an important part of all that is going to go forward. Each and every one of you. So the next time you want to be 
kind and loving. Remember you are. The next time you are in a moment of synchronicity where something has happened, look past the coincidence of it and look for the opportunity that it is providing to be more. To understand, wow, what's this about? To embrace it. To be happy and to recognize that you are recognizing a signal from love. And that signal, that message from love comes to you regularly. So open yourself up to more messages. Believe that you are enough to receive more messages. Be a receiver. And then pass on the knowledge of love that you gain to others. And when you're in those moments of deja vu, or you feel pulled to go someplace, go there, my friends. The place will be laden with messages for you, with reminders about who you are, with reminders about your mission in this life, with an affirmation that you are uniquely created and divinely inspired. You have something to give, and we are waiting for you to give it to us. Let every message be attended. Let all of your intuitive thoughts be followed. Open yourself up, and in opening yourself up, you recognize that every other human being is just like you, a frail soul looking to be valued, looking for reminders that he or she is enough. just as they are, just as they are. I'm going to play, I will be back, I'm going to play um, Butterfly Sunrise by Jeff Bjork. It's um, a little bit interesting music, I'll talk over it a little bit. We're coming down to the final few minutes of the show but let's let's listen to butterfly sunrise because butterflies symbolize the beginning of a new day a new day where you take moments of synchronicity and embrace them as messages from god not necessarily the specific message, which may seem, oh my gosh, I got an email, big deal, but instead the energy of the fact that you recognized that part of the collective unconscious. And in that recognition comes the ability to believe that you are enough, that God is sending you messages, and to start listening more closely to all of them. A transformation in your thought. A butterfly moment. Imagine a butterfly flying up and down and all around in front of you, reminding you there is a new you every minute and that you get to define that person. You get to be all you can be because you are enough. Imagine that you are enough, 
that love, that God would summon you to a place where the energy of that place would be so pronounced that you knew that place before. And that you can open yourself up and feel the wonder of that moment and you can structure that moment any way you want. Forget the Star Trek stuff that you can't change the present by doing something different, by altering it. That you can't change the past. If you saw something happening before and you want it different now, you want it to be more loving now, then do it loving now. It is time to transform now into love. Not anti-love, but love. It is time to embrace the moment in love. Now, if you could reach your right arm out, let us fill the energy of this moment with our combined energy so that we can see the echoing power of love. Let us imagine an ocean in front of us, calm, 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 glistening in love and know that that is our destiny. We are enough. Now reach out your left arm and let us close the circle sharing love and energy with each other, knowing that we are enough, individually and together, that love is the answer and that when people show us behavior that is not love, the challenge is to respond in love. The challenge is to set aside our fears and know and believe that we are enough. Not to embrace their negativity, not to hold our tongues, but instead to quietly state our opinion and then move on. In that gentleness, the message will carry like a leaf on top of the quiet ocean in front of us. Now imagine butterflies, thousands of transformed souls and lives moving across this ocean. And know we are enough. We are enough. We are enough. And the peace is ours if we choose. To have peace in our lives. That peace is ours, that we can transform our lives. As you go out today and you see butterflies, know that that's a sign from God. That's synchronicity reminding you that you can be love, that you can be kind that you are uniquely created, divinely inspired. But you must listen. enfolding you now. Feel the joy of the energy of others of like minds. Know that it is synchronicity that you be listening to this program at 
precisely the moment you are. Now live today, my friends. Live in love, in kindness, in sharing, in caring, embracing others, knowing you are enough. You have enough. You can share. Namaste, my friends. May love enfold you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.